but the comments were personal. I mean, you call Senator Sanders everything but an ignorant slut. Democrats are set to take control of the U.S. Senate, House, and the White House. This will go down as one of those progressive administrations in American history. God willing, everything is on the table. You now can pass things without a filibuster threat. That's right. Oh, you'll regret this, and you may regret it a lot sooner than you think. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. So welcome back to the one and only variety program, Ruthless. That's a hell of an opener. That was Senator Kennedy, right? That is Senator John Kennedy from the great state of Louisiana uh, using what I think is the first reference to ignorant slut. In the <laughs> you know, I, someone told me it was a reference from SNL and I, I had zero clue. I, was just, I, I, I just took it at face value. I was stunned. If, if you have the time, YouTube that clip. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see. I'm not exaggerating it at all. Uh, it's back when SNL was actually <laughs> completely hilarious, and Dan Aykroyd just completely oh man the segment. You got you got to look good that. old days. Yeah. That's what he was referring to, and it was in a hearing with the one and only Neera Tanden. Yeah. Oh, so that officially that make it into like the congressional record or whatever, like sure. for all human history. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, Senator Kennedy. That's admirable. He certainly knows how to keep it entertaining, right? I mean, almost every interview I see with that guy is fun. I've never seen a bad one. I've never seen a bad one. You know, we should get him on the show. You, yeah, you get talking- a mic in front of him, magic things happen. That's right. We'll reach out. We'll see if we can we can make that happen. But so, was this this was a confirmation hearing for for Nira Tanden, correct? Because we we have talked about her previously on the pod, but we 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 we've been busy on other stuff for a while here, uh, so we may have lost track of where Nira is in all of this. So so back in November, we first surfaced Nira Tanden, who was nominated by then President Elect, now President Joe Biden, to serve as the uh, Office of Management and Budget Director which is a huge, huge role within any administration because every regulatory action, all the budget obviously goes through that office and you need somebody who's relatively responsible. That is not near a tandem. Yeah. Um, you, and we got some good feedback from folks who, some folks weren't familiar with, you know, the, her- the history of Nero Tandon. It's almost like, you know, a supervillain origin story. Like where did this monster Nero you know, emerge from where, where, where did this scourge of human to humanity uh, begin her reign of terror? Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's an interesting story because it, her background is fairly compelling. I mean, she's modest means worked her way up from all accounts, a pretty smart young woman. And then she met the Clintons. Dun, dun, dun. That's like such a, that's what always happens. It's like once you cross paths with those folks, it's, it's like any, any avenue in life when you surround yourself with bad character, yeah, it rubs off, right? It's like why you have to be really thoughtful about where you go to work, uh, particularly when you're in politics. You got to really be sensitive to that because you can learn the wrong lessons 
And boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, did Niratan learn the wrong lessons. I mean, that's the thing is like, you have to put some responsibility on her because it was her conscious decision that like upon meeting Hillary Clinton, instead of, you know, the most common reaction, which would be like horror, trying to escape, you know, not saying anything that could lead to her arrest and possibly her death. Nearest takeaway from meeting her was like, I want to be just like this person and I want to serve this person for the rest of my life. Like that was her mission for like the next 20 years is she said, I will do Hillary Clinton's bidding no matter what she asks me. Can you imagine folks? And there's that great, there's that great point at the end of the Hillary Clinton 2016 documentary where Ben Rhodes is outside of the Javits center and he mm-hmm. like the hell of darkness moment where he's cannot, like, <laughs> right. He cannot <laughs> handle the fact that Hillary Clinton lost. God, that was so delicious. I, I, I'm telling you right now, near attendant was, was somewhere in private having the exact same meltdown Yeah, because she, she, her entire career mm-hmm. um, was building to that moment where, where they had assumed that Hillary Clinton was going to be elected president. Her entire life was like, I'm, I'm serving Hillary. I'm doing the devil's bidding because someday I will be white house chief of staff when Hillary is president. That was her only goal in life. And that just like crumbled, totally crumbled. crumbled. And like what we're talking about is somebody who basically operated personally and professionally as, as amorally and as sort of unideological in a lot of ways, just partisan, right? Mm -hmm. All she did is pick up the cause of whatever would forward the Clintons throughout, you know, 20 years of, of working for them. If that meant attacking progressives, well, there was Nira attacking progressives. If it meant calling Republicans every name in the book, absolutely no problem to do that. If it also meant, by the way, standing up organizations that tried to malign conservative organizations, undermine them, and, and basically take them out on behalf of well, so so like you're you're saying there, Holmes. There's one thing, a, a bit of news here on the near attendant front recently, is that the U.S. Chamber of Commerce decided to support her nomination. You 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 heard that correctly. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce, ostensibly an organization that cares about the interests of free enterprise and business, is supporting a liberal Democrat conspiracy theorist and hatchet man to be the director of the office of management and budget. And the reason why it's really interesting is because Nira and cap uh, helped fund an organization called public citizen, which set up a smear campaign against the U S chamber of commerce, the very organization. Uh That's pathetic. It is now going to support her nomination. Pathetic. I mean, the back, the backstory in that's sort of interesting. So, so the U.S. Chamber was a force back in the day in the early part of the Obama administration, and they they raised and spent like hundreds of millions of dollars against things like Obamacare and sort of the excesses of the of the Obama administration. As a result of that, old Nira got put on the case. Right, you got to you got to take out conservatives because they're opposing the agenda. So she comes up. And, and this starts with CAP, honestly. It, it morphed into a project that Public Citizen ran with CAP money. But it started with her alleging that the U.S. Chamber was opposing the Obama agenda with foreign money. Amazing. Which is so fascinating because it, it, the last four years, she spent accusing 
Trump of being beholden to Russia, right? Everything is about somebody else's foreign money. And guess who's the one that's taking the foreign money? Cap and yeah. Nero. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this this is part of the Clinton corruption, folks. It is. You know, like she may have come from humble means, but once you get used to that, like grift cash, oh man. Amoral. Amoral is the key thing that you have to remember. And and like for those of us who spent quite a bit of time around her in green rooms and cable news shows, she's just an absolute, uh, I, I don't even know, how can I explain this in a way that's not terminally offensive? Uh, she's not very nice to be around. Let's just put it that That's way. fair. That's fair. One thing I also wanted to bring some attention to is people are like, well, you know, how can you claim that she's a horrible human being, which I think is a very fair claim. And, and my exhibit I would like to present, you know, to the court is this is an article from BuzzFeed News on April 25th, 2018. It says the Center for American Progress staff was shocked after Neera Tandon named the anonymous harassment victim in an all staff meeting says the meeting comes after BuzzFeed News reported on allegations of sexual harassment and retaliation against those who reported it at the progressive organization. Quote, people audibly gasped when she did that. I'm, that is I'm, such geez. a Hillary Clinton, like, you know, revenge move. That is such a, like, that's the thing. It's it, like, it, you just see, like, it, she's, she's just such a, like, acolyte of Hillary. Just, you know, she, she's like, well, I, I learned from the best. You know, the way that Hillary retaliated against Monica shit i, I i'm gonna is, do the same thing here i mean you're 100 right where my question is where is kirsten gillibrand yeah and the band of me tours that ran al franken out of the senate with near attendant yeah i mean what the what she's being accused of here is a hundred times worse it's i mean that is serious is like when someone has already come forth with those allegations as the head of that organization not only were there instances of retaliation, but then to just publicly out that individual. That's Terrible. serious. That's wild. And now, you know, I mean, that's, that's absolutely, you know, there are a few things management could do worse than that, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. And they're going to have her run the office of management, you know? That's pretty wild. It's funny. It's funny you say that, Smug. There was a, a great part of the confirmation hearing in which Lindsey Graham read Glassdoor reviews from her time leading CAP, the Center for American Progress. Oh man. So got it. Moderate, moderate Jeff, can you can you cue up that audio? Uh, as to her management capability, she referred to us for the Glassdoor review of her time of running the Center for American Progress. Again, she's a uh, talented persons come a long way in life, but here's some of the reviews. June 2019, one out of five stars. Terrible, absolutely horrible. October 2016, cool work, but absurd management disapproves of CEO. April 2016, influential organization poorly managed. September 2012, two out of five stars, bad management. February 13th, two out of five stars, great experience, terrible management. Two out of five stars, April 2017, disapproves the CEO, doesn't recommend, what a mess. So all I can say is that this is not the unifying pick that I was looking for for this position. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> That's pretty great. It's great. It's the Office of Management yeah. and Budget. They're like, <laughs> my experience was great except for the management. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. 
these are committed leftists engaged in committed mm -hmm. leftist activity and they still didn't have a good experience yeah that's you amazing know? i mean they're they're funded to the hilt with like uae money and and mm -hmm. corporate uh new york wall street money and you know they can do basically anything they want to do which has got to be like a, a dream come true for uh, you know your average everyday leftist but not in this case and, you know, another thing that's really shocked me over the past couple of days is seeing journalists like rally to Neera Tandon's defense. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting you say that, Smug, because these journalists were outraged at conspiracy theories mm -hmm. for the last couple of months. And, you know, some of it, right, rightfully so. We should call this shit out. But nobody has a problem with the fact that Neera Tandon was a Russiagate conspiracy lunatic Absolute for lunatic. four years. Absolutely. She lunatic. said that Russia hacked to change votes in 2016. That she said that the reason why Justice Kennedy retired from SCOTUS was because she implied seriously that Justice Kennedy and his son were involved in a Russian collusion plot. And that's why he retired from the Supreme Court. I mean, this woman is a lunatic and they're all playing cover cover for her right now. You know what? I I think there is, I saw some, some material on this that I'm gonna have to review further, but, but I think she even engaged in open speculation about electors talk in 2016 after yep. Trump would yeah. won. Yep. Well, that's the great thing about Nira Holmes is like, you know, she's prone to a late, late night Twitter binge. <laughs> uh, you know, I remember at one point, you know, ahead of the election, um, you know, she was berating journalists. I think it was Bo Erickson on the, you know, asking questions about the Hunter Biden story uh, that the New York Post published. Then, of course, it, you know, it was was suppressed um, and Nira attacked this journalist. Anyway, I, I got a little chippy in it with Nira. And over the course of hours going back and forth, she accused me of spreading Russian disinformation. <laughs> really? I mean, just like lunatic stuff. Yeah. It, she's sort of like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like in, you know, in Gremlins where like you can't feed a mogwai after midnight. It's like Nira can't have her phone after midnight. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. She is she in many ways is a reply guy, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of work. almost everything that came out, she's immediately a first comment on it. I guarantee she's one of those folks who also has like her name search on Twitter. Oh, she yeah. always searches it. Yeah, 100%. I guarantee she's one of those let's, folks. Let, let's do, let's have moderate draft play one more clip because I, I think all of the listeners of Ruthless would appreciate uh, her having to grovel and apologize for her many thousands of offensive tweets. Hold on, just one second. And I recognize that my language and my uh, expressions on social media, you know, um, caused hurt to people. And I feel badly about that. And I really regret it. And I recognize this. It's really important for me to demonstrate that I can work with others and I look forward to taking that burden. And I apologize to people on either the left or right who are hurt by what I've said. <laughs> this the That's pretty awesome, dude. Bernie went in. Go I, Bernie. Bernie went in. Well, first of all, if Bernie had any spine at all, he'd ace this woman. Yeah. Bernie, <laughs> please vote against her. Like, come I mean, on. But like spent and, years of her life trying to ruin yours. Come on, Bernie. Literally. Literally. Yeah. I mean. To the point where, where she actually physically assaulted his campaign manager. Oh, 
that's right. That's right. I heard about that. Yeah. I think we covered that at one point on the pot. Dude, yeah. so, the, dude the oppo book on this woman is so big. It's really <laughs> hard to remember. I mean, the crazy thing is that like during, during a Senate confirmation hearing, like you hear of like kids who, who they're applying for their like first yeah. job or something. They're like 18, 19 or whatever. And they're like, we found some mean tweets. She's 50, man. <laughs> and, and applying for the office of management budget like this like, is so we found some tweets folks this is i'm not kidding at all this is like if smug was omb no. yeah that is, i'm serious and it's, and 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 we used to have uh you know back and forth near and i back in the day before she blocked me it's like come on man if you're calling folks these names you, you know twitter's a battleground if you're there to fight you're there to fight uh it's look it's 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 great though to see this sort of groveling you know, in light of what what President Trump had to put up with for four years from these people to have yeah. someone like near a Tandon have to sit there and admit all the stuff she has to admit. Now, there's there's one more tweet I want to read, <laughs> which is um, from uh, this is S- Senator Pat Toomey asked Neera Tandon, citing her tweets about Russian meddling, if she thinks Trump was legitimately elected. And she goes, quote, absolutely <laughs> wow, it's yeah. just so great that she has to admit it now amazing you know after calling him a russian asset calling you know the senate majority leader moscow mitch you know she has to do an, a heel turn to all the people she lied to for four years you well, love that's, to see that's it. that's another clinton world lesson is like you know deny 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 lie do what it takes to get what you want that's, that's right amazing and this is actually the real first casualty of of losing the Senate majority because she was cooked. There wasn't a single Republican who was anywhere interested in confirming this lady. And it looks to me like she's going to get 51 votes with Kamala Harris and actually become OMB director, which is it, 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 like I can't begin to express how outrageous that is. I mean, look, we all oppose nominees that we disagree with. And, you know, there are plenty of those. This is a different category. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the the level of incompetence that she's displayed when put in a management position, like the the stories from Cap, yeah, the Glassdoor reviews from Cap, it's just like completely insane. I just I can't wait. I can't wait for the buyer's remorse from folks over at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce when old oh. Nira is writing the federal rulemaking, you know, on on regulations that are going to drive up compliance costs for everybody over there at the chamber. You know, and then or like fifteen dollar minimum wage and all this sort. There's just there's gonna be a lot of stuff over there. They're gonna they're gonna be sad they supported really quickly. You don't want to get me started on all that. Let yeah. we got to get to topic two. Um, I would have a full show. On- <laughs> um, topic two is an amazing development that happened. Literally all of this within the last twenty four hours. The owner of the Dallas Mavericks, well known host of the Shark Tank on ABC, uh, Mark Cuban, decided that his Dallas Mavericks would not play the national anthem before their games. Now, in addition to making that announcement, he, he'd announced that, you know, they haven't played it in 13 home games, that they, you know, just didn't do it. And he consulted with the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, and they both thought it was appropriate. And, you know, given the fact that there's no fans in the stands, like who would know the difference? That's so pretty just, wild, man. Just, just like on principle, I'm just stunned by this. It, it, stunned. It's incredible. It's incredible. 
so especially like, after like what all we've been through with like the NBA over the past year, like they kicked those kids out for, you know, fight. They had that sign. You remember that where they're like five for freedom, five for Hong Kong and the NBA kicked those kids out of the game. Right. Right. And now, mm. and now they won't play the national anthem. That's so something. anyway, today, Jen Psaki from the white house podium is asked by Peter Ducey of Fox news about this. Let me play the clip now. What does President Biden think about the Dallas Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban, uh, deciding to indefinitely stop playing the national anthem before his National Basketball Association game? Well, I, I haven't spoken with the president about the decision by Mark Cuban on the Dallas Mavericks, uh, or the I should say the national anthem, but I know he's incredibly proud to be an American and has great respect for the anthem and all that it represents especially for our men and women serving in uniform around the world. He'd also say uh, that, of course, that part of the of pride in our country means recognizing moments where we as a country haven't lived up to our highest ideals, which is uh, often uh, and at times mean- what people are uh, speaking to um, uh, when they take action at sporting events. Uh, and it means respecting the right of people granted to them in the Constitution to peacefully protest. That's why he ran for president in the first place. Um, and uh, that's what he's focused on doing every day. So, 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 I mean, just hold just, on. Was she taking a knee while she was saying that? <laughs> Amazing. I, it would have been better if she had just said, I'll circle back because that was ridiculous, dude. So, okay, so, so he's he's an American who respects the anthem. Oh, that's good. He's president of the fucking United States. It's pretty, yeah. that's pretty important. That's kind of a, I don't okay. know, that's kind of a jumping off point when you're running for president of the United States. But, but, but more importantly, he also respects. Uh, all the things that we're bad at and we implying in my view that it's perfectly appropriate not to play the national anthem. Right? So this is a quick moving thing. The white house is now, I mean, there's nothing more jarring by the way, than the difference between the Trump white house and how they handle that question and the Biden white house and how they handle that question. And, and like the fact that you couldn't clearly answer it is just like, it blows my mind. But a shout out to Ducey, man. He's been just crushing it. Guy's a good reporter. Questions. Great reporter. Guy's a good reporter. So what makes this even more humiliating for the Biden White House is that Adam Silver, whose name was invoked at the beginning of this by Mark Cuban, is somebody who's sort of like signed off on this. Issues a statement where he says, um, no, 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 no. Every, every team in the NBA is going to be playing the national anthem <laughs> owned owned they should have to play it 13 times in a row to make up for not playing it that's great while the game is going on like the entire you know first quarter is just anthem 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 that's <laughs> that would rule that would rule. you have to you have to sit that's my demand you have to sit through 13 straight anthems Yep. And, and it's got to be like Roseanne Barr singing the national anthem. Yeah, they got to put up with like, it's in your face. This is the anthem. Also, also, guys, this is not Portland. It, no, this Texas. is Dallas, Texas. Right, right. What are you doing? I, I, I don't know. And the thing is, is that like Mark Cuban, for all, for whatever you think about him, doesn't seem like the kind of woke dude to me. 
who implements this. Like, I can only imagine what happened is like somebody just gave him really super bad advice. And he was like, I don't know, we've done it 13 times and nobody's noticed. So like, I don't know, it must be cool. Unbelievable. I mean, this is a man who made his fortune by putting radio on the internet. Yeah. That was, that was his idea. Hey, hey, you can pour one out for idea. a king. We wouldn't be here without him. <laughs> internet totally. on the radio. Totally. But he got totally shark tanked by Adam Silver today. So. Yeah, that is something. <laughs> like, nope, you're playing it. Listen, um, one thing that we got to get to here at the end is to describe what we're doing. I know a lot of people are watching the impeachment proceedings this week. The reason that we're not touching on this uh, in Tuesday's show or today's show is because we're going to do a special Friday, special Friday, where we're inviting uh, Senator Rand Paul on, who has been sort of leading the fight against President Trump's impeachment, to give us his thoughts. And then we can banter around uh, all of this and the developments all week. What, I, what we thought we would uh, sort of shortchange listeners uh, if we commented sort of at each piece of it, because it's ongoing, right? It's going on as we speak. And uh, uh, so I think you need to get a full breath and then get an expert who's actually sitting in the room to give us their view. Yeah, right. That's pretty good. I mean, you could ask a lot of people their thought and they can get someone who's sitting on that jury. That's right. That's right. So this is this is a, a great, big, obviously uh, good interview on Friday. We're immensely appreciative to Senator Paul for for providing his thoughts. But uh, but that's going to be our impeachment show. Fantastic. And we're all looking forward to it. That's a, you know what? Uh, I've got some questions I want to ask too, because I have no idea how the hell any of this works. So I, I ask that, like the senators, you submit them in a piece of paper to me at all time, so I have an opportunity. To- <laughs> Perfect. And judge whether they're appropriate. <laughs> Look, this isn't this isn't my part of the show, Holmes. This is this is your your part of the show. I I, I respect that. I'm going to need a question about Aqua Buddha. Oh yes, that was my question. I want it. That I, was my question. I just want it. I want it. We're going to say it here publicly on the pod. Uh, and um, you know, for our younger listeners who don't remember. Hit that Google uh, Ram, on it. Dude. Yeah, Ram Paul's, Ram Paul's um, first election. It was the most ludicrous attack ad against him <laughs> that I think I've ever seen in politics before. And I would just love to get the backstory on that. When is it ever appropriate, whether you're 24 or 44, to bow down <laughs> to a false idol that you call Aqua Buddha? <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're under the age of 35, you probably don't remember this, but it's a real treat and yeah. I, hope, I hope we can get an answer. He'll play along. He's got a great sense of humor when it comes to that stuff. I'll, I'll uh, I will definitely ask an Aqua Buddha question. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Excellent. All right. So that's another good episode in the can folks. So I'm gonna wrap this one up until next time. Minions keep the faith, hold the line and own the libs. We'll see you on Thursday. Stay ruthless. <laughs>